Welcome to PTJ Author Interviews. PTJ Editor-in-Chief Alan Jetty talks with authors about the most interesting and sometimes surprising aspects of their work. And now, Dr. Jetty. I want to welcome listeners to this latest PTJ podcast. This is Alan Jetty, Editor-in-Chief of Physical Therapy, and I'm delighted today to welcome as my guest Dr. Mitch Wolden, who is Associate Professor in the Physical Therapy Program at the University of Jamestown in Fargo, North Dakota. Welcome, Dr. Bolden. Thank you, Dr. Jetty. Um, it's a pleasure to be here today. Today we're going to talk about an article he and his colleagues published in PTJ. It's entitled Predicting Success for Student Physical Therapists on the National Physical Therapy Examination. It's a systematic review in meta-analysis. I'm going to do a brief summary, and then we'll, we'll talk about it, if that's okay. That sounds good. The purpose of the study was to look at relationships between first attempt national physical therapy exam performance and physical therapist applicant and student variables using data from PubMed and EBSCO from 1966 through 2018. For physical therapist students, first and third year GPA had a strong relationship with first attempt performance Clinical performance had a weak and non-significant relationship. No one physical therapist applicant variable uh, emerged as an independent predictor of first attempt performance. This was a really interesting study, Dr. Wolden, and my first question is, you talked in your introduction about the fact that predicting performance on the national examination with accuracy and precision has been elusive, and there's really no clear consensus in the literature from past research as to which predictor variables are the most important. Why do you think that is? Thank you for the question, Dr. Jetty. Uh, There are two primary reasons that have likely resulted in the difficulty of achieving consensus. And within those two primary reasons, there are additional factors that I think should be considered. The first reason is the heterogeneity that's included in the studies uh, themselves. And this heterogeneity, we were able to identify or um, identify the degree of heterogeneity in our meta-analysis. And several of the meta-analyses that we performed had significant heterogeneity. And heterogeneity from those included studies likely occurred as differences in the methodologies that was used to investigate each of the independent variables with first attempt MPTE performance, as we saw a range of methods um, that were used to identify those relationships. Another uh, source of the potential heterogeneity includes the sample sizes of the included studies, which had a wide range of sample sizes. However, many of the studies had either a small sample size or included uh, the sample size from a small number of PT programs. And given the smaller sample sizes or the limited number of PT programs in each independent study, it may have limited the generalizability of that study uh, to other PT programs. A third consideration when looking at the heterogeneity that was in our results is the studied variables relationship with first attempt 
NPTE performance is there was a range of variables that were included as to their relationship with first attempt NPTE performance. And in particular, a large number of variables were used to study this uh, relationship. And given the large number of variables that have been included in past research, I think that's evidence that there has not been consensus in the past as to investigate which variable or variables were most important um, for physical therapy education as to their relationship with first attempt MPTE performance. I believe a Makes second, sense. I think a second uh, consideration that should be included would be the use of large data set analysis in physical therapy education research, in particular the use of meta-analysis investigation with physical therapy educational data. In the past, meta-analyses are traditionally or more commonly performed in clinical uh, research utilizing randomized control trials to study the effect of an intervention. And oftentimes, a standardized mean difference is used to determine the calculated effect size. What we were able to apply was methodology to cohort-level studies utilizing the Pearson product moment correlation coefficient to determine that calculated effect size, which is relatively new to healthcare and, in particular, physical therapy research. So I believe the heterogeneity of the studies included in the analysis and the use of meta-analysis with educational data sets are two reasons that we've not had a clear consensus in the past. You mentioned the large number of predictive variables that have been studied in the past. Are there some that are most commonly included in studies? Could you share that with our, our listeners? Yeah, from our systematic literature review and subsequent meta-analysis, we were able to identify two categories of variables that were most commonly used to predict MPTE performance on the first attempt. The first category is PT applicant variables, which we defined as variables associated with those students who are applying to a physical therapy program. And the most common PT applicant variables were students' undergraduate GPA, their undergraduate GPA of their prerequisite courses, students' GRE scores in particular, their GRE verbal subscale scores and GRE quantitative subscale scores, and students' admission scores. Looking at our second category of variables was PT student variables, which we defined as variables associated with students who were currently enrolled within a PT program. The most commonly studied PT student variables were students' GPA at the end of their first year in a PT program and GPA at the end of their third year in a PT program, students' clinical performance scores on their first clinical experience, and students' clinical performance scores on their final clinical experience, students' comprehensive exam scores, and a range of non-cognitive variables such as clinical reasoning and their relationship with first attempt MPTE performance. Let's talk a little bit about the, um, the student variables. If I read it correctly, you found that uh, undergraduate um, GPA and the undergraduate GPA and the prerequisite 
GRE uh, scores, both verbal and quantitative, um, and comprehensive exam scores were moderate to strong predictors. Did any of those relationships surprise you? When looking at the results from the um, variable, variables of related to GPA, of students' GPA in undergraduate uh, school and GPA within the PT program, and then variables related to exam scores, such as the GRE scores and the comprehensive examination scores, we anticipated that these variables might have a moderate to strong relationship with first attempt MPTE performance. And we anticipated these results as the MPTE is a exam that assesses uh, students' knowledge or competency level from physical therapy education. So subsequently, variables that pertain to students' um, knowledge or capacity to perform on examination, we anticipated that those would have a moderate to strong relationship with the examination that assesses those qualities. So none of those really surprised you? So in our examination, um, from the analysis, we were not surprised to see that um, it was a moderate to strong relationship. Um, if there was any area that we were surprised about, it was that all of the applicant, PT applicant variables had similar calculated effect sizes and that none of the uh, PT applicant variables themselves uh, stood out as uh, stronger or the strongest predictor of first attempt MPT performance, and none of those variables on the other side stood out as a uh, weak predictor of MPT performance. So if there was any area that we were surprised, it was that not one variable was either a strong or weak predictor for PT applicant variables. That's interesting. So it's the, the student variables that were really driving performance much more than the applicant variables. So from our results, the PT student variables of students' GPA at the end of their first year and students' GPA at the end of their third year and students' comprehensive examination scores had the largest calculated effect size or relationship with first attempt MPT performance. And all of those variables were either a moderate to strong relationship with first attempt MPT performance. And so those variables were driving or have a better capacity to be used in the prediction of predicting first attempt MPTE performance. You mentioned in your article that uh, clinical performance was not related. Could you talk a little bit about that for our listeners? From our findings of the PT student variables, there were two variables that stand out as only having a small relationship and non-significant relationship with first attempt MPT performance. And those two variables were students' clinical performance on the first clinical experience and students' clinical performance on the final clinical experience. And given the amount of dedicated time within a PT curriculum to clinical education, we were somewhat surprised by those small and non-significant results with first attempt MPTE performance. So looking closer at the results, I think it is important to consider that on students, in particular their final clinical experience, uh, there is a documented ceiling effect that occurs utilizing the current uh, clinical performance instruments to assess students' clinical learning and performance. 
And with that ceiling effect, there's limited variance in among the students' ratings. And that limited variance may have played a part into our results of a non-significant relationship for students' final clinical experience. I think uh, another important consideration is that for both students' first clinical experience and final clinical experience, it's important to recognize that clinical instructors who are likely external to a physical therapy program are rating physical therapy students' clinical performance. It's not uh, rated among faculty within a PT program. So those two uh, factors should be considered when interpreting our results of a non-significant and small relationship of students' clinical performance with first attempt MPTE performance. Do you think it in any way could be connected to the nature of the national exam as it now exists? Because when I um, took the exam, there was a practical component. Uh, I believe that no longer is the case, or am I misinformed? So, uh, thank you for that question. I, as the MPT currently stands, it is a 250-question multiple-choice examination that does not include a practical component. Um, similar to what was done in the past or what you might find in um, other dis healthcare disciplines such as medicine. I believe that the uh, small and non-significant relationship of students' clinical performance scores with first attempt MPT performance in part may play be due to those, uh, they're assessing different the MPTE is assessing students' knowledge and competency where our, how we're assessing students' clinical learning and performance is likely assessing different um, uh, skills or attributes of our physical therapy students. So I think it should be considered that how we're assessing students' clinical performance is likely much different than how we're assessing their knowledge and competency through the MPTE. Do you, this I know wasn't part of your study, but do you by chance know why that no longer is included as part of the national exam? Because it really seems unfortunate in a, in a profession where the clinical skills are so important. So as physical therapists, uh, our work is clinical, clinically based, and those clinical skills are vital uh, to the success of physical therapists. At this time, I have not found any documented reasons as to why the practical examination component is not included on a national uh, licensure examination. I suspect it may have to do with the logistics of time and scheduling and financial implications of uh, scheduling that many graduates each year. But beyond that, I haven't seen any documented reason as to why there is not a knowledge or competency exam that's standardized similar to what we see with the multiple choice MPTE exam. Um, yeah. Given that, I do believe a lot of physical therapy programs do implore their own uh, assessments of students with practical examinations to determine students' competency level independent of a clinical, um, of their clinical performance. However, that is not a requirement um, by either CAPTI or um, by in relationship to the MPTE. You know, in your article, you talk about the importance of the percentage of students from each program who pass the exam first time. 
it it um, has implications in several areas. So this is really an important uh, issue for faculty and programs around the country. Given your work at this point, what do you see as the implications of your findings for education programs with respect to their admission criteria and their ability to identify students who are not going to do well in the national exam? So in regards to our findings of the PT applicant variables relationship with first attempt MPT performance, that information does provide evidence that can be used in developing or reviewing PT programs admission uh, criteria. As a result of the PT applicant variables, we our range of effect size was relatively small with a range from 0.31 to 0.39, which is evidence that no one PT applicant variable stands out or should be used as an independent predictor of first attempt MPTE performance. Instead, our results provide evidence that the use of these more common or traditional variables related to students' knowledge or performance on examinations can be employed in a comprehensive admissions process uh, to help identify students who are going to more likely to be successful on their first attempt on their MPTE performance. However, given that all each of these PT applicant variables had a moderate relationship with first attempt MPTE performance, I believe this is also evidence that PT programs should look to identify additional skills, attributes, or behaviors that would make a PT applicant more likely to be successful within that PT program's um, curriculum, successful on the MPTE, and then successful as a physical therapist beyond the examination. And so I believe our results provide evidence for interpretation of incorporating additional uh, variables that programs can use to help identify students who can be successful in all three of those areas, the curriculum, the exam, and beyond itself. Yeah. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. It uh, strikes me that the narrowness of the exam makes it more challenging for faculty to do what you're recommending. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, Dr. Jetty, I realize I didn't answer the second part of your question, uh, the risk of failing the MPTE. Uh, or excuse me, the ability to identify students who are yeah, yeah. I I can go back and answer that part. Sorry about that. Yeah, why don't you? In regards to identifying students who are at a greater risk of failing the MPTE, our results from the PT student variables uh, meta-analysis uh, provide some evidence to help identify students who are at a greater risk of failing the MPTE on their first attempt. In particular, the results of students' GPA at the end of their first year within a PT program had a strong relationship with first attempt MPTE performance. Given the results of a strong relationship with first attempt MPTE performance, the review of PT students' GPA at the end of the first year pro within a PT program could be used to identify a student at a greater risk while providing sufficient opportunities to provide the necessary remediation or additional specific learning opportunities or experiences for a student who is at a greater risk 
to increase the likelihood that that student can go on and be successful on the first attempt in the MPTE and essentially reduce that risk of failure. There are two other variables, students' GPA at the end of their third year in the PT program and students' comprehensive exam scores, which also had a moderate to strong relationship with first attempt MPTE performance. And both of these variables should be reviewed to help identify a student who might be at a greater risk of failing the MPTE on their first attempt. However, both of these variables occur at the end of a PT curriculum. So the window of opportunity to identify the students and allow for appropriate remediation or learning that can result in meaningful change is smaller. Yeah, you make some really good points. That first-year GPA becomes a really important marker for faculty um, in identifying students who are at uh, potentially high risk? Yes, students' GPA at the end of the first year, um, our results provide evidence that PT programs as part of their assessment processes may wish to uh, review that GPA. And really, if you're seeing outliers, in particular students who were not thriving within that first year, to look at that information critically and try to use that as part of the assessment as, as a starting place to identify that student. I think it's important then to go beyond that identification of the students and really identify an individualized learning experience of what that student needs to increase their likelihood. However, the first step is to identify those students and from our results, the GPA of students at the end of their first year within a PT program does serve as a, as a good opportunity for uh, PT programs to use within their assessment processes. Well, Dr. Bolden, I want to thank you both for publishing your work in PTJ and for taking the time to talk with me about it today. I think it's really important uh, work and it's an important area, so uh, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure.